Hello, and welcome to our podcast of Unsolved Crimes and Modern Day Mysteries. Today we will be talking about the boy in the box. We will, be ta- we will talk about how he was found and what had happened. February 1957, a little boy was found wrapped in a plaid blanket in the woods off Susquehanna Road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia. What we think that has happened, that was, happened, um, was he was a baby and he, then he was kidnapped as a baby. Um, the area where he was an identified child was found in a location in, in the 700 block of Road near Free Road in Pennypack Park within the northeast Philadelphia, Philadelphia. The body was found in a box that had once contained a bassinet and had been sold by J.C. Penny. It was 15 inch um, it was 15 inch by 19 inch by 35 inch in size and featured the words for Furniture fragile, do not open with a knife. The child's right palm and soles of his feet were round and wrinkled, which may indicate that he had been submerged in water around the time he died. His esophagus also contained dark brown residue, which meant he had vomited prior to death. The ME conducted X-ray imaging, and that showed that he had survived, that he had suffered from arrested growth, most likely due to the malnutrition. And abuse he experienced. Moronistic facial forensic forensic facial reconstruction showing what how the boy may have looked like when he was alive. If you look up the boy in the box on Google or whatever search engine you use, you will find that picture. But we will also put a link to the picture in the description. Um, some theories that people have of the boy in the box is um hmm, here we go the first theory is about foster home that was located about 1.5 miles from where the body was found in 1960 remington bristow contacted a, a psychic who told him for a certain house and when he did he found it to be a foster home he also brought the sidekick to the crime scene, and she went. Then went straight to the same house. The foster home was run ah, by Arthur and Catherine Nicoletti and Catherine's daughter from a previous marriage, Aunt Anna Marie Nagel. He was kind of ugly. Bristow went to an estate at the foster home and discovered a bassinet, which would have been similar to one housed in the box. He also discovered blankets hanging from the clothesline that were similar to the one in which the boy's body had been wrapped in when they discovered him. She slapped me. Items found at the foster home. Bristow's theory was that the boy belonged to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the foster home and that they disposed of his body so the stepdaughter would not be exposed as an unwed mother. Despite all this evidence, circumstantial, 
evidence that the police could not find any solid link the boy between the boy in the box and the foster family. In 1998, Philadelphia Police Lieutenant Tom Augston, who was in charge of the investigation of several members of the what? The Society. A group of retired policemen and profilers interviewed the the foster home and the stepdaughter, whom he had married. The foster home investigation was closed. And another theory to the Boy in the Box case is this one. In February 2002, a woman came forward with a story about the boy. M claimed that her abusive mother had purchased an unknown, the unknown boy, whose name was Jonathan, from his birth parents in the summer of 1954. Um, sub- Subsequently, the boy was subjected to extreme physical abuse for two and a half years. One evening at dinner, the boy vomited up his meal of baked beans and was given a severe beating with his head slammed against the floor until he was semi-conscious. He was given a, a bath during which he died. These details matched information known only to the police as the coroner had found the bodies, that the body's stomach contained the remains of baked beans and that his fingers were watered wrinkled. M's mother cut the boy's distinctive long hair, accounting to, for the unprofessional haircut, which police noted in their initial investigation, in an effort to conceal his identity. M's mother forced M to assist her in dumping the boy's body in the fox chase area. M said that as they were preparing to remove the, body's, the boy's body from the trunk of a car, a passing male motorist pulled alongside to require, inquire whether they needed help. M was ordered to stand in front of the of the car's license plate to shield it from view while the mother convinced the would-be good Samaritan that there was no problem. The man eventually drove off. The story corroborated confidential testimony given by a male witness in 1957 who said the body had been placed in a box previously discarded at the scene. It, in spite of the outward plausibility of Em's confession, police were unable to verify her story. Neighbors who had access to Em's house during the stated time period denied that there had been a young boy living there and, dis- and dismissed Em's claims as ridiculous. Police have said that M's story is plausible, but they were also wary as the person had a history of mental illness. Um, yeah. There are a bunch of other theories that people have, um, about this case, and we don't know much. It's, like, the police, this guy was, like, in the woods and found the box, and had reported it to the police um and we don't know much about it except for what the ma except for what the emmy scan got and what was with him and the theories so yeah bye bye